Gabe, what are we talking about today? Well, let's start talking about church and what it means to do church. And uh, because what I think we have raised the bar so high on what it means to do church that it's very hard to multiply. For example, to be in a legitimate church, we need a polished orator, an awesome speaker. We need a really good worship team. We need some awesome music, maybe some fog, a little fog machine in the background. Definitely some multimedia. Mm-hmm. Definitely some church branding, right? We, yep. we need all of these things to feel like we're a legitimate church. We've raised the bar way, way high. A highly functioning youth ministry, um, Disneyland style children's ministry. And at the same time, so we've raised the bar on what it means to be church. We've completely lowered the bar on what it means to be a Christian. Just say the prayer mm-hmm. and you're in. We've then, lowered the bar so low. And then come to church. And then come to church, right? So what, I, what I'd like to start this conversation with is to suggest we need to reverse those. Mm-hmm. We need to lower the bar on what it means to, quote, do church or be the church. Because the church can be where two or more are gathered in Jesus' name. Super simple. Mm-hmm. We can be two or three people around a coffee table. We can be two or three people on a, around, uh, over a meal, on a walk. We were lowering the bar. Anybody who comes together relationally uh, with, with Christ present, that can be an expression of church. So we mm-hmm. need to lower the bar on what that means. Yeah. We need to raise the bar, I think, on what it means to be a Christian, on what it means to become Christ-like. We need to take the Sermon on the Mount seriously because this is Jesus' core teaching to us, which means love our neighbor, love our enemy, do justice. So it's not the suggestion on the Mount, as you had said earlier. <laughs> it's it's like, the, this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is core teaching. This not is the, how to live. Not the loose guidelines right. from the Mount, right? No, yeah, it is. It's the Sermon on the Mount from, from, from Christ himself. And we need to raise the bar. Not so high that we feel like we're utter failure and we live in guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Not like that. But just have a... This, to, to be a Christian means we become are becoming Christ-like. Mm-hmm. We are literally little Christs living on this earth because that's how the term Christian came about. So maybe we can have a conversation, Phil, about how we can lower the bar and what it means to be church and raise the bar and what it means mm-hmm. to be Christian. Right. I think the, the first thing that comes to my mind or maybe the fear is like, well, who's going to lead me? I mean, I've, I've been under this pastor or, or a pastor at this church I've gone to for so long. And, and this, the pastor or pastors have kind of set the curriculum and has set the, the, the teaching plan. And, and so I've always followed that. But um, if I, I don't, you kind of get lost. Like, so who's going to lead me in this? Because we are used to, the hierarchy of a church. You have the lead pastor, you have the teaching pastor, or however that mm-hmm. plays out. And, and we become used to that. Um, and so, so who's going to lead now? That's a great question. And I think a lot, I know for me, I forget that because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we are now the priesthood of all believers. All followers are, we're priests. And so then, Okay, so for all priests, who, who are we following? And like you just said, we're following Jesus, who is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And so that's scary. 
Well, and, and we do need pastors. So, totally. So we're not yes, canceling yes. out pastors Thank you. or anything. Thank you for yeah, yeah I'm, we, not, I'm not saying that at all. We do need pastors, but I think, I, you know, you and I are both former pastors, mm-hmm. right? Well, we're actually still pastors. still pastors. We just don't get paid for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so as a pastor, my, my goal, like when I raise my kids, my goal is I want to set them, set them up for life so that they can, they can go out and be independent on their own. They can have right. their own families. As a pastor, I don't want somebody to be dependent on me forever and ever and ever. So a, 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 a true mm-hmm. pastor is going to equip people to become self-feeding in mm-hmm. a sense. To, a true pastor is going to help people listen to Jesus and then equip them to go do what he says because that way they can keep functioning you know, a, apart from the pastor. Which is a sign of discipleship. That, that is disciple making. That's yes. absolutely what that is. So, so yeah, we still need pastors. But we don't need to, but we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is in all of us Mm -hmm. when we come to Christ. None of us get a demo version of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) None of us get the Holy Spirit Junior. Right. Right. None of us are sitting around with limited functionality and limited capabilities. And I think sometimes we feel that way, that, that we're just limited and we don't have the same. No, Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. And he is in you. And what he did then, he can do now through you and through me. There are no, li- the only limited capability is, is really kind of in our, in our thinking. Mm-hmm. And so part of thinking differently about church is that we can become self-feeding with a small group of other people. And still rely on the pastor and come back with questions and mm-hmm. when we need guidance and mentoring. Sure, that's what we need the pastor. Right. Absolutely, right? Yes. So we're not trying to cancel out the pastor, but no. we're saying that there's another way to function. Right. So that's part of lowering, mm-hmm. not lowering the bar, I mean, but it's kind of lowering like... Lowering the expectation, maybe. Changing, the, yeah. So to be a legitimate church, like most of us think... It, it doesn't count if we just meet in a living room mm-hmm. or if we just meet over a meal. It doesn't count because there wasn't a sermon. There wasn't worship music. There wasn't an offering. There wasn't announcements. There weren't announcements. So we've got to change the idea that that's what legitimizes church because mm-hmm. it's not. What legitimizes church are people coming together under the headship of Jesus, loving one another, loving God and making disciples. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's okay. It's kind of like a triangle. Mm -hmm. So if we think of church, the church in its most basic form has three components, whether it's in a sanctuary or in a living room, it's when people gather and they love God, the great commandment, they love one another, the great commandment. And then they make disciples. They listen to Jesus and and go do what he says, the great commission, right? That's church in its most basic form. Mm -hmm. So what we have done in Christian, the Christian world over the last 200 years is we've made that, we've taken that, but we've built another layer around it. We've built a square around it. So we've got the, the triangle, the heart of it, but then we've built a square around it with four other components of buildings, budgets, programs, and staff. Mm-hmm. When most of us think of a church, we think of those four things. We think, oh, there's a building and there are some programs there. And they have uh, staff, and they've got budgets. They do mo- they do things with their money, mm-hmm. right? So we've com- we've kind of complicated what it means to do church. If you take the triangle out of the square, and all you have is an organization that has buildings, budgets, programs, and staff, you've stopped. We've stopped being the church. 
Yeah. If I have a triangle and I take the square away, meaning I take away the buildings, budgets, programs, and staff, and all we do is meet together to love God, love one another, and make disciples, you still have a church. Right. And that's what we're trying to say in this conversation. Mm -hmm. We're trying to legitimize the informal gatherings of people following Christ who come together to love God, love one another and make disciples. Like right. that is, that is church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that is what a lot of people are hungry for. They want that space, that place to, to learn how to love God better, to learn how do I love my neighbor better? And then how do I grow to become more like Christ? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, if we're aware, we, we see there's a huge exit of people from the box of the church. Mm -hmm. And depending upon the church, again, not all churches are like this. They, I think some people have realized that they've lost the triangle mm. of that church. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a show. It's just, you know, the church is just existing to exist. Mm -hmm. There are churches that have the box around that triangle that are doing great. Yes, they, absolutely. They are, they yep. are leading their people to love God, to love others, and they're discipling within that box. Mm -hmm. But we've also have seen this exit of, you know, mainly millennials. And in my conversations with, with millennials, they want the smaller triangle. Yeah, They want to be a safe place to be known, to be heard, and to tangibly work out how do I live this way at work with my neighbor? How do I tangibly seek justice that's still following Jesus and not you know, without him? And there are people that are like, well, I wanna follow Jesus, but I believe in this justice issue. How do those two work together? And so um, there's, to, to go back to what you said, is to, to, is to legitimize those, the, the, the triangle that in smaller groups, that is church. You know, Jesus, where did he go to church? Hmm. His church was on the road mm -hmm. talking to people. Mm -hmm. His church was um, over a meal mm -hmm. with you know, Matthew and his you know, sinners, tax collectors. Mm -hmm. It was Zacchaeus and his friends. That's where his church was at. Prostitutes. Prostitutes yep. at, at a well. Yeah. It was Jesus' church was as he lived life. Around a campfire yes. at night. Yep. Yeah. And so for us to... To, to realize that things in our world have changed, are changing from kind of a Christian quote, sort of world mm -hmm. that where the box worked for a while. Mm -hmm. And now we, we need to explore, so what is God doing next? Yeah. And to me, I feel like that requires more faith, that I need to trust the Holy Spirit more than I ever have in my living room mm -hmm. as I have conversations with my neighbor, as I, in a small group of people, opening the Bible without, you know, um, a trained professional of trusting the Holy Spirit to guide our conversations, to ask questions that may be heretical, but at least ask them so mm -hmm. we can wrestle with it and depend upon the Holy Spirit to lead us to all truth. Yeah, that's good. Because that's who he says he is. Yeah. So if that's who he says he is, I'd like to find out. So why don't we have a couple more episodes where we talk about how we can actually live as a triangle. Yeah. How we can gather together informally with other people and love God, love one another and, and make disciples. Mm -hmm. So, and in our doing so, this is in no way to, um, to criticize the square. No, not at all. Not at all. But what we realize is we need more than the square going mm -hmm. forward. 
we need we need a million triangles of people who can open up their home to to others to friends relationally and and come under the headship of christ and just be edified and encouraged and grow and and equipped to go out into the world and be lights of love Mm -hmm. why don't we have some more conversations about that let's do it okay join us on the next episode Thank you.